Thank you for joining us for episode number eight of Kansas City Food Memories, where Toby Tobin and I, Robert Dunsing, take you on a stroll down memory lane and share stories about our favorite restaurants from the 80s and 90s and sometimes a little further back. It always amazes me how one story begets another story begets another story, and all of a sudden we find out that they're all intertwined. If you are a fan of Marilyn May, Ken Baker's Gold Maffei, Edie's Lofenstein, uh, you definitely want to hear today's show. If you have any ties or direct contact to some of those subjects or the other ones in today's show, please shoot me an email or sign up for our email newsletter at makethemsmile.com. Top left-hand corner, you'll see an email sign up. So sign up there, and then you can reply back to me, give me some of the inside scoop, maybe even become a guest or a future call-in to the show. Once again, this is Kansas City Food Memories. This is an encore presentation or a podcast of a previously live show, so do not call in or text in when the phone number is given and asked. That will probably really confuse the people doing the show currently airing at the station. If you want to hear it live, tune in to KMBZ 98.1 FM, which is here in Kansas City. Uh, your um, local or online radio service should be able to find that. So sit back, enjoy, and shoot me an email if you have some info. Thank you. Bye. Well, good morning, Kansas City. Long time no speak in here. Um, uh, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories, where we take a stroll down memory lane, sharing stories about our favorite restaurants and bakeries and cafes from the 80s and 90s. Joining me today, I have Toby Tobin, the legendary Toby Tobin. Did you say Toby? Yeah, not, not, no, you didn't do too bad today. <laughs> I did okay. Yeah, you did. You did. We ate well this morning. Mm, very well. Enjoyed some of the brand new breakfast burritos we're offering at the bakery that I own, Best mm -hmm. Regards Bakery and Cafe in Overland and Park. They are amazing. Everybody that had about mm. six different people couldn't believe yes. how good they were. So that's the business I have. That's what helps uh, finance this show so we can do a full hour uninterrupted. And I have a special guest today, Michael Spanos, retired police officer. Spano. Spano. Well, no, I've, no, I've put an no, S on there for years. Yeah. <laughs> that would make it Greek. There's only one of you. That That's true. Yeah. And then um, also one of your greatest achievements. You want to share um, how I met you? Well, I guess my 15 minutes in social media or maybe even life, other than a few times I've been on TV, crime scenes, was uh, I started a Facebook group in 2011 and... It was inspired by food, it's a specific restaurant and a, and a dish, but it's called May of 2011. I started a Facebook group. I had recently got on Facebook, and it's called Kansas City Eats, and it grew from just family and friends to about 55,000 members now. So, yep. uh, Toby, you remember this when I was telling the story about um, Italian steak sandwiches, and we we're talking about Zesto's and Westport. Yes. And then I knew somebody that stored, started a whole group just because he missed the time. And this was this gentleman? That's this gentleman right here. Wow. Missed okay. it from Wimpy's. So we'll be doing a specific, a whole show, at least one whole show on Italian steak sandwiches later. But, uh, Michael, um, what's the one thing that really sets that group apart and why you now have over, what, 54,000 people? I Because I think it was the first food-oriented mm -hmm. Kansas City based or themed group and one of the things I maintain is is that we keep it positive yep we we very 
we kind of, some people, you know, I've been cussed out and everything else, threatened <laughs> via messenger, but I don't let people grandstand or be negative or talk politics. We keep it to food. We keep it fair and equitable for everybody and friendly. Yep. And I even, Scott Mallon and I and uh, Carlton got in on it a little mm -hmm. late, but we, and, and Jasper, we were in their group, uh, you know, admin people moderators and administrators we were interviewed by facebook facebook reached out yeah. reached out to us and asked us why, why what is the secret to your success and i said well group rules and positivity yeah so we just don't let anybody get on there and, and bash yep so in a nutshell for everybody if you're on facebook and you like food look up kansas city eats and what's wonderful about that is they do police it there's no negativity no bagging on anybody if you want to whine about some, a business or something like that, go to Yelp. They keep it positive. It's just it's it's a nice stress-free place to go and see, find new places. If you use a search, you can find any themed restaurant you want. You can find conversations about it. But look them up. That's a fun thing to do. All right. So today we're going to be taking phone calls from law retired law enforcement. Retired is probably important. That way the statute limitations on some of our stories will have expired. But it's on our phone number today is going to be 913-586-7798. It's the same number as Toby. It's the same number for everybody on this station. So put it in your phone. Again, it's 913-586-7798. Now, that's the phone line. That's also the text line. So if we're telling a story and we mis uh, misspeak on something or we can't figure out something that we, uh, the name or an address, so you can simply text it and I'll throw it into the conversation. Okay. So if you want to follow what we do and get updates, please go to MakeThemSmile.com. That's the website for uh, our bakery, Best Regards. And in the top left-hand corner, there's an email sign-up. You'll want to do that at least once or twice a week. I'll send the email out and give you updates on questions that may be popped up in the, on the show Saturday. I'll also give you a heads up on the theme that's coming up. And so go to MakeThemSmile.com. If you have any leads on some of the restaurants, like um, I'm working on Costello's Greenhouse, New York Bakery and Deli, and Stevenson's. And fried chicken. And fried chicken. We're going to do a whole episode <laughs> on fried chicken. And it's um, so if you worked at one of these places or you know somebody used to own it or manage it, shoot me an email. Can't believe I'm doing this, but my personal email is robert at makethemsmile.com. And uh, shoot me the email so we can kind of keep track of each other and work on it. I'm looking for... Some more information that I've got. So the first three I've already got, uh, we're going to get scheduled next three weeks. I'm fine-tuning things on KT Fryers and Gilbert Robinson. And so that's, I mean, Gilbert Robinson is, is going to be a huge topic that we'll probably do probably once every three months because that is really the essence of what has be. They changed the entire food scene in the United States, and that's it all started here in Kansas City. So we'll be able to do that. So, Michael, do you have a good story for us? Food, food memory from the 80s and 90s. How much time do you have? Well, and remember, this is this is going out <laughs> yeah. live on the air. Um, so. the, the inspiration for the food group was there was a hamburger or a little, I'm not going to say fast food, but a hamburger place that was at 80th and Troost called Wimpy Burgers. Mm -hmm. And Wimpy's had the most delectable Italian steak sandwich that there ever was next to stacks that was up on Shoto in Kansas City north of the river they had a wonderful Italian steak sandwich but for me you know for me you know my go-to was Wimpy's and it was in business for a long time it was owned by a gentleman named uh, 
I just, I just spaced it. Yeah, it went through it, a couple it, of it, owners. It'll, it'll, Salvaggio, Mr. Yeah. Salvaggio was the owner, and then his nephew, uh, Larry Sherrard, I think, took it for a while, and then it eventually went out of business. But it was wonderful. Everything they had was wonderful. It was just good pig out. What made what made that Italian steak sandwich so good? The was way it was, it, it was made on a grill, and I believe that it was the way that they grilled it. I think the sauce was second second to none. Do you know what kind of meat they used? It was a combination of beef and pork. Okay, so it but was that, that they used a ground meat on theirs. It's as carefully protected as the KFC spices. Oh, it <laughs> is not because you have a copy of the recipe. I had the Zesto I sent you, but I don't know. Well, I thought you had both. Uh, I talked to Larry, okay, <laughs> his nephew, and he said, nah, "That's not it." So somebody knows it. I don't know who. I'd love to have it. I can All come, right. My sister and I have come close a couple of times. But, okay, uh, so let, in, let me interrupt for a bit. So anybody out there that worked at Wimpy's, at any of them, um, but especially the one in Independence, um, if you worked in the kitchen, well, shoot me. It was in Kansas City. It was 80th and Truce. Okay, 80th and Truce. Uh, well, they're That's a national. Kansas, Missouri. Yeah, but that yeah. was, uh, but, well, but there were multiple locations. There was one in Kansas and one on Truce. Right. And, but there were other locations around the country. No. No? No. This was local Kansas City. Mr. Salvaggio, uh, he had two locations. You're, 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 it's a half-truth, as they say in politics. He was at 77th and Truce to begin with, and he might have had a location prior to that, and then he moved down to 80th. Okay. So, All right. So if anybody worked at either of those two locations during the time frame and have any experience with the Italian steak sandwich, Shoot me an email because we want to try it. We have some details, but we're obviously not quite there. There's a you know the cut of meat. This is ground beef and pork, so we know that part. How they bred it, how they seasoned it, um, whether they used barbecue sauce as part of the sauce in the frying pan. I've heard that from a couple it, different cooks. It was seared. They yeah. They would sear it in, yeah. and they, I think it did have barbecue sauce. It was a combination barbecue yeah. sauce and like a marinara or. A... Right. How long were they open? Do you remember? Oh my. Gosh, um, all of my lifetime, and I was born in '61. Yeah. So, and then I think that it was in the middle '90s. It went out to. I wish Larry Sherrard would call yeah. in, but it went. Uh, it went to about the middle yeah. '90s. I worked at or went to school at Rockhurst, down on Truce. Yeah. Okay. So did Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Jasper. Yeah. On weekends and after school, I worked at Soil Service Garden Center. Which was seventy first and Truce, and yeah. and I ate there several times. Yeah, you're you're a couple couple years older than me, but I grew up yeah. in that area, so yeah. I'm Kansas City born and raised, and grew up. In well, I don't know. I'm forty nine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's thirty that, times. We'll just let that one hang there. <laughs> forty nine. I don't know how old you are, so I'm yeah. not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Italian steak sandwiches. We'll get into that a little bit you're, later on, on a different age. episodes. Yeah, so we'll get into that because that's definitely one that a lot of people are passionate about and swear they hear different things. And I spoke to one person that that worked there, not in the kitchen, but worked there, and said they they swore um, she swore that they used uh, Gates the original sweeter Gates barbecue sauce in the mm. pan as part of the sauce. Were they on the east side of Troost? They were, and you know, yeah. I, I don't want to dispel anything, but Gates didn't come out with that sweet sauce. Well, well, well here's the funny part: she said that everybody laughed because they thought it was a really special recipe marinara sauce, and it was not. So that's why that's why we need confirmation from people that worked yeah. into the kitchen. There's 
there's some interesting stories out there with people yeah. that kind of know, but that's 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 going to be the challenge and the fun of this of solving these mysteries. Oh, yeah. 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 Was there anybody else besides um, Wimpy's that brings back fond memories? For me? Yeah. Wimpy's was local. Um, move it up a notch to like more of a sit-down restaurant. I liked Wade's. Yeah. Wade's, uh, and they they had a, I forget the full name title of the, you remember Wade's? Yeah. And they, they did really well. They were kind of like a predecessor to Perk, a local success story. How many restaurants did they have? They had one on Prairie Village. They uh, had one on uh, in Independence. They, yeah. had, uh, they had them all over, 63rd yeah. and... Blue Ridge, just west, 103rd and State Line. Um, that's that was kind of comfort food, just kind of local, yep. down, down home kind of stuff, you know, just kind of a Kansas City staple, you know. I mean, like Jasper's, you know, how many prom dates ended up in yeah. Jasper's? You yeah, know? I mean, it was it, just a a, a go to. Wade's was good. Um, there's so many that don't exist anymore. Uh, did you have to work the midnight shift very often? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where, you know, I've, I've met a couple, uh, had conversation with a couple of our customers, and some of the really good stories were the midnight shifts, the places that were open, and KCK and KCMO, that yeah. were a bit different environment. Well, and, some of the, I would, I was a reserve officer in Kansas City, so I was out of there before the guys that were, that worked full-time as a police officer, they, you know, worked till 7, 8, or yeah. 6, or whatever, and so I didn't eat out as much as they did and usually they'd catch breakfast at the end of the shift but some of them in the kcpd retirees group here they've are you getting any calls yet no go ahead okay some of them have come uh i guess i won't mention any names they might not appreciate that but um here's one guy he said that uh there was ninth and spruce was a cafe and this ought to prompt a couple of them to call in i, I already asked them to call in so yeah. hey you retired you retired guys don't have anything to do just like me yeah they should they should be up so, by now <laughs> have some coffee and call in talk to robert yeah. ninth and spruce was called g and e cafe i had never gone there but evidently uh i'll use first names phil did and so did milton they go there every morning they said after then for the listeners out there uh what i was hoping for is some of these stories about the late night places that were open like till past midnight two o'clock in the morning did you where did you go hang out after midnight toby my bed oh come on (laughs) hey are you gonna are you gonna tell us your law enforcement story no Uh, no statue of limitations has passed that's been 50 years (laughs) was that his ride in the back of the car (laughs) no (laughs) i don't think did you no you didn't have you just got a ticket didn't you yeah well that's no big deal what happened? You know where WDAF is, TV. Oh, yeah. Southwest traffic. Traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I pulled up to a stoplight. I had a 57 Chevy with a Corvette 3.2s on it, Corvette engine. And I'm sitting at the stoplight, and this car pulls up on the right side, and this guy honks his horn, and he's going like that, pointing up, let's go, guy, let's go. The light turned green, and boom, I'm up the street. Right about halfway up the hill, on comes lights. Red lights. He was a, it was a placement in an unmarked car. <laughs> so I pulled over, and I knew I was in trouble. And it wasn't like five minutes, and there were like a half a dozen police cars there, and he leaves. And they get out, and they're writing me a ticket. And I said, hey, I told them the story. This guy enticed me into doing this. <laughs> they said, son, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> go, had to go to court, and I told the judge. I said, now, I got entrapped into this. 
Does this guy have a sitting at a stoplight? He honks the horn and is going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I go, and I shouldn't have done that. But I was enticed into it. And the judge said, be quiet. And it, I forgot how much <laughs> the fine was. And he fined me and he says, you do something like this again, I'll put you in jail. How old, how old were you at the time? Wow. 17 or 18. 17 or 18. Yeah. How, how often did you have to buy new tires on that car? Every 2,000 miles. <laughs> the rear tires. It, it was, was a 57? 57 Chevy. It was a heavy car, though. It had yeah. a Corvette engine in it. Yeah. It, well, that, he wow. had to buy new tires. He's burning the rubber yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So did you learn your lesson? Yeah, actually, I got rid of the car. <laughs> <laughs> was that the only solution yeah. you have? Too that much, way, yeah. too much temptation. Yeah, I, I can bet, understand. I that. bet he regrets he doesn't have it to this day. Oh, so I no, sure do. That's a couple of mine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but you would have gotten in cool, trouble it was once cool, or twice if you had that. Yeah, I would have. Sometimes that's the only way we can avoid temptation is yes. just to remove it. My yeah. dad spared me of that. Quick, quick interjection here, and I'll get off of it. But I had a Camaro '77, and it looked the part, but it was a six-cylinder. And it was like, uh, I didn't want, but, you know, I didn't want to argue with my dad. So yeah. I got a six-cylinder, and everybody else had a V8 and everything. Yeah. But it looked apart, but it was a sheep in wolf's clothing. Couldn't get in trouble in it because it didn't go very fast. Yeah. You know, so. I should have had that. I just drove to Wimpy's, got my attention taken. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> go ahead. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, Toby. Uh-huh. I know you consulted an attorney to make sure that the statute of tapes limitations is gone. And I hope so. Your record's been clean since then, so okay. you're okay. Yes. He's good. It's an infraction. <laughs> yeah. There's no no even microfish of that anymore. It doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the listeners, what I was saying, if you have any stories about late night uh, places that you go to, or just any stories, looks like the law enforcement people are a little slow in calling, so we'll, well take we get, advantage. Do you want the lines open? Yeah. Oh, mean it wasn't open? No. Oh, wow. Well, well, gosh. We, open lines. Well, a couple of them are going to call just to say <laughs> They're something. open now. Sorry. Just probably drop a bomb on me. Oh, no, no, calls. they were open. That's okay. why I was asking for calls. All right. Well, my apologies to the people that have been trying to call in and not being able to get in. The lines are open now. Hey, the lines are now open. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good. But it's, um, that's, some of the stories that... What's the phone number? Uh, 913- Five eight six seven seven nine eight. Okay, that helps when you I, open the lines. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that that does help. We'll be yeah. able to do that. I would give it out, but it's your show. No, you could do that. You want but me, it was you, funny. Somebody shot me an email that um, on a story that I told him that he's got to call in with it, but that he and a bunch of the other officers would hang out at the Quick Trip, you know, to get drinks and snacks, fill out reports, and every Friday night they would get a phone call that they had to go shut down a uh, restaurant. Because they were, uh, he didn't pay his water bills and electric bills, so he ran an extension cord and a water hose from across the street. That is funny. <laughs> and so they would always run down there every Friday night. Hmm. You know, but it's, I mean, law enforcement, you guys see everything. You know, and some of the stories that, you know, that we hear and unofficially or don't hear and things like that. But, but you know, you guys know the good don't places to eat. Don't get me started. Eat. Oh, yeah. But you guys know the good places to eat. You know, Michael and I, we've sat and talked about some of those places and... And once we got past the Wimpies and Zestos. Well, if they're not calling in, I guess I can kind of fill in. Yeah, give us one. Do. Well, yeah, so we had uh, the G&E at 9th and Spruce. I didn't ever eat there. Um, there was, and I'm scrolling here, is a Mon Paws in Clay Como. Oh, no, one place that my buddy Kenny and I used to go to because we were night owls in our 20s. Oh, in Gladstone, there was a place called Opal's. Opal's Cafe, and they hmm. opened it like four in the morning or something like that. 
They did a wonderful biscuits and gravy. Um, another place that comes to mind was out around Greenwood. A friend of mine was a police lieutenant for Greenwood back in the 80s, Mike, who was my oldest friend on record. I went to kindergarten with him, and we're still friends. And his dad was a Kansas City police officer, as a matter of fact. Which in grade school that gave him, you know, celebrity status. It's like, wow, your dad's yeah, gone. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, he was a neat kid, still is. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. He, You're welcome, Mike. Yeah. He, and my... it was called the Crossroads, I think, at one fifty and two ninety one around in there. And it they were open all night and they did a wonderful you know, yeah. good, good greasy spoon biscuits and gravy and breakfast. Yeah, because see, so. my my late night stories are all from Topeka when I was going to college. There is uh, Mama Ilma's used to love going there till where what Mama Ilma's? Oh, they had okay. the best biscuits and gravy and hash browns ever. I, of course, next to you now. Well, well, I mean, be at two o'clock in the morning when you're starving and and you're young. Yeah, and you're young. That was that was probably you one can thing. eat anything. Yeah, and then well, I remember <laughs> poor Richards. I don't even know when that disappeared. That was downtown Topeka. <laughs> Poor Richards, P-O-R-E, Richards. This is a Wade Wassinger call in. I wish he would call in because oh. that's where he, that was his stomping grounds. Oh, yeah. Rounds. yeah. Oh, yeah. He I, and I matter of to... fact, I just got off the phone with him earlier. Yeah. No, we we're going to we're gonna do a whole forth. show just on Topeka places. And I'll probably bring Wade in for that one. Yeah, he'd be a good resource. Yeah, that, that'd be kind of fun. But there's some good stories out there on that one. And then somebody on, online said, mentioned something about Jim's Burger. Oh, yeah. Where was that at? Well... There was Jimmy's Restaurant on Troost at 55th, Okay, but uh, they weren't open late night. But there was a Jim's Restaurant on 24 Highway in Independence. That, oh, what was Jim's last name? Yeah. He passed away, unfortunately. Okay. But so for the people that ago. are texting in to 913-586-7798, the same number, put a couple extra details on there so we kind of know which what the place is and help us jog memories and... I trigger that for the other people too, because we got a lot of people out there. I've got I've got one listener. I, I didn't tell you the update on where listeners are. So I've got a Catherine New, Newland that listens in w- middle of North Central Kansas. She listens to your show and my show both. Listens hmm. to it online. Well, good. So we know I have listeners, uh, followers of the show, uh, via the podcast in Canada, Mexico, Europe, Russia, and now Australia. So if you're one of those people in those other countries, shoot me an email. I want to know the story think is kind of interesting then the further update was that burger place was at 80th and Troost, and uh now it's a good fried chicken place i haven't been by there in a while yeah but i, I live two blocks from there what's the name of it um that was the jim's burgers yeah what is it now um i'm uh, they didn't say it's at 80th and Troost. yeah 80th and Troost, but yeah, it has good fried and they chicken. said good fried chicken oh you yeah. weren't talking about the old wimpies then no i don't think okay. though this is a different place I don't think that was the gym. It's today. It's there today. (laughs) Yeah. You haven't got your fried chicken yet? Not yet. All right. Well, I've got, um, I'm pursuing a couple leads on RCs, too, that I want to talk to them. Okay. The owners from that. Do you got the name on that caller yet? No, I'm waiting. We've got a couple of callers here. I'm waiting for the name. Yeah, we like to have the name on that one. Yeah, have to have a name. Yep. All right, so we'll get on that one. So the um, so we'll be taking calls on that one. The Stevenson's Apple Orchard, the uh, the recipe is pretty much, I've got that set. I am working, um, still trying Hold to on. find. We've got a name. Oh. Good morning, George. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. Thank you for Tell calling. <laughs> you betcha. Well, I was just listening in, you know, listen every Saturday, and the restaurant in Topeka came out. Poor Richard. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. I love that place. 
I lived in the downstairs portion of Poor Richards, and a bunch of us would go in there, and all we'd ever order is coffee. Oh. And they used to be upset with us because we'd be there four hours, you know, and <laughs> drinking coffee. And that, that place was totally awesome. I remember I that. Loved it. Yeah, that was the first place I think I had the fried zucchini. The appetizer, they had great spaghetti meatballs and the marinara yeah, sauce. Good there. coffee. Yeah, and apparently good coffee. <laughs> and a lot of it too. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there late night also? Oh my gosh, yeah. I worked at uh, UPS at night, and so we'd get off at two in the morning, and that'd be the first place because we were down there at uh, on North Madison. And uh, oh, yeah, I worked. We just write it. Yeah, right I worked at UPS uh, during college for about about nine months. Oh yeah, in Lo- Topeka. Yeah, loading trailers. Oh, on what sort? Uh, this uh, sorting the loading the trailers and. And that uh, yeah, but during the day because no, no, at day night. Hub no, I was night. at night. I was at night. Well, I was, I was one of the managers. I probably worked with you. Oh, were you the nice one or the mean one? Uh, I was the nice one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was you know, it was great experience. Boy, you work hard. I mean, it's 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 a hard shift, but they would always test you because you're working in a trailer, and so you got all these boxes coming down, and your trailer is only supposed to have like certain number of zip codes. So then the supervisor would always throw in a box with a bad zip code and watch for you to whether you caught it or not. Yep, that's called assault. <laughs> salt. But I loved it because that was easy. It was good physical work, and, and it was a little bit, it was pre-Tetris, so learning how to stack the boxes and build the perfect walls, I loved it. Excellent. Cheer loading. Yeah, another yep. place in Topeka was up on 29th Street, uh, and it was called Sambo's right there by the refinery. Uh, but hmm. of course that you can't have a restaurant named Sambo's anymore, but it was a great late night hangout right there on about 29th and Kansas Avenue. It was a chain. Yeah. I'll say that's yeah. a chain. I remember seeing that. Yeah. That was a national yeah, chain. They were good. They were yeah. Very good. Oh yeah. Great pancake. Well, anyway, guys, thanks a lot. Well, hey, uh, sign up for the email. Cause we're going to do a special episode just on Topeka, probably in the next 60 days, next okay. seven, eight weeks. All right, thanks a lot, Very Georgia. Good. I appreciate you calling in like that. Love the show. Thank hey, you. Thank you. You know, it's funny how the you know one story leads to another, no, leads to another, and and some of the dishes. But I, we would, after going out all night down on the down the hill area and the Priors Pub and places like that, that's where we had to go okay. to unwind. All right, quiet. Dave, good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. John. We're good. How's Dave? I'm doing fine. You guys were talking about Italian steaks, and I tell you Oh, what, I know who this is. Yes, it is. Hey, if we're talking about Italian steaks, you got to think about Norman Zestos right there in Westport. Well, right there in Westport Road, they had the best Italian steaks right across the street from Rudy's. It's called Zesto, Norman Zestos. They had the best Italian steaks ever. Well, Toby, this is kind of the point counterpoint that I told you about before. So right now in studio, I have the guy that swears Wimpy's is the best Italian steak. And this is Dave, who knows the restaurant business, swears that Zesto's is the best Italian steak. Michael, do you know Zesto's? Hey, it was cold. Yeah. I've been to Wimpy's on, uh, on uh, Truce. They do have good Italian steaks because I used to work at Bendix on 95th and yeah. Truce. 
And uh, we used to, on the way home at 4 o'clock, we stopped at Wimpy's and get the Italian steak sandwich. And I used to live in Kansas City, Kansas, and, uh, you know, get a steak on the way home and a large Coke. And uh, All right, all Dave, since you... Hey, Dave, since you're a food professional, what was the difference to you between the Wimpy's and the Zesto's Italian steak sandwiches? I just like the long uh, uh, Italian bread at Norman Zesto's. I didn't like the round, uh, the round, uh, 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 but well, they served them both styles. That's what, you know, I like the difference. That's, you know, I, okay. I like both. I like them both, you know, to be truthful. But uh, Wimpy's was a little bit different. Uh, and I like the shredded lettuce they put at Norman Zesto's and the raw white onions and the fresh, the fresh in that Norman Zesto's. See, what, see, I, I knew asking you the details you would know, you know, being in the food business like that. But all right, so I'm the still working on that. A lot different at Norman Zesto's. Yeah. Norman Zesto's used to be right across from Rudy's. It's where the uh, empty parking lot is right now. Right. They had a few locations. Right. They had one at 63rd and Prospect too in the 60s. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah see. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Norman Zestos, they had the uh, they had the what well, Norman Zestos. It was closer to home because I lived in Kansas City, Kansas, at that time. And uh, and uh, we used to go there on weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays. And that was uh, you know we didn't have to drive all the way out to uh, 80th and Truce all the time. Well, Dave, I hope you have time to come in for your porchetta sandwich. I get that all the time. You know that every Saturday I, morning, I that yep. porchetta sandwich. Yep, we have that. Well, come on in, Dave. I appreciate that. And then when we go do more of a deep dive, I'm going to see if I can get both of you in the studio when we really start talking about the Italian steak sandwiches. Okay, that sounds good. All I'll right. Talk to you, Robert. All right, later. thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Good morning, Jane. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hey, good morning. Um, you were talking about the restaurants that were open 24-7 downtown. There used to be a place called Sanderson's, and it was just a, a place that you could go after you've been out dancing or whatever. And it was uh, between Main and Grand, about, I don't know, 11th Street. And the, you could get steak and eggs. Um, and they were open twenty four seven, and it was a a great place just to. Yeah, somebody, um, Doctor Klein, Robert Klein, uh, bought and purchased a book for me that was all about Sanderson's. Really? Yeah, really? there's a little book that was published by Dave Leathers. I would earn. So I haven't had time to read that yet, but it, it told it was. I was probably Dave Leathers or Tom Leathers. Tom Leathers. Okay. Tom Leathers. Yeah. So oh, he, yeah. yeah. So he published the book on that, but it's it's a good 120 pages of stories just about Sanderson. Wow. Oh yeah. my goodness! So, well, the other place that um, my parents would go, it was a Eddie's nightclub downtown Kansas City, about 14th and Baltimore, and they'd dress up on Friday night, and their friends would go down, and it was like a Las Vegas style. They had dinner um, and maybe a small band in there, and they had dance. Is that where Marilyn um, May would sing? Uh, she may have. Um, I know she, there were other places that had these little nightclubs that, that um, you know, it's a lot different now, but that's where I couldn't go, but my parents could go. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard some but stories. Eddie's, yeah. Eddie's has, and then Eddie's has, a, it's a... 
family here in Kansas City that right that uh, yeah and there's there's yeah. several different restaurants that are tied into the Eddie's family. Michael, yes, do you know anything? About oh this? yeah, everything. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid not to be a know-it-all, but that is Chuck and Bobby Eddie. Bobby is alive and well. Chuck passed away a few years ago. He was a police officer, uh -huh. by the way. He was a captain, a reserve captain on Kansas City Police Department. That evolved yeah. into Eddie's Loafenstein, as you remember. Right. And they right. had one at Board Parkway in different locations. Wonderful food, wonderful people. The Eddie, fam Eddie family, wonderful people. Yeah, Just, yeah. Do you know which lounge it was that had Marilyn May in, singing in? Uh, you got to remember, you I'm know, 60. That so. might have been on on Broadway, about where the Uptown Theater is. You go north about a block. There's a, I forgot the name of the. Uh, there used to be a restaurant there. There may still be a restaurant there that she was very popular there. Oh, yeah. Well, and, it's it's and um. I used to love. Uh, she used to be on Mike Murphy's radio show all the time. Yeah. You know, and I, that's how I knew her because. She was in Kansas City singing all the time before I got, before I got here. But so I have somebody that knows her, and I think we can get her to call in. But I want to find out which nightclub that she was singing in, because I want to have somebody from from there that may have been involved. Mm -hmm. And somebody, you know, I'm catching, I'm getting things secondhand and thirdhand. And I thought somebody told me that one of the Eddies owned the lounge that she may have been singing at. So now yeah, that I know well. Michaels has some information, so. Stay tuned. I'll see what we can find on this. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, well uh, there was. Oh, go ahead. You got another one? Well, I just have that when I was growing up, there was a Italian place just north of 85th and Holmes called Tutti Pisano's. And the Mr. and Mrs. Pisano lived next door and they ran this little Italian restaurant. Um, and I, I, of course, the the restaurant is gone, but that their little house that they uh, lived uh, is still there, and uh, they always had great Italian food. But this this goes back to the '60s and '70s, so I don't know what happened to them. But it was a good little family Italian restaurant. Where was it in relationship to the auto parts store there? For instance, well, it's uh, it faced Holmes Road, and uh, and Eighty Fifth Street. Because that's so, where I grew up, basically, right, right in there. Right there at that intersection. If you would just go north about, um, I don't know, three or four houses. There's a gas station on the corner, and then there's a what a dollar store, and it used to be right next door to that dollar store. Yeah. All right, good. Well, uh, Jane, I thank you very much. You've given me a little bit of homework in here, and um, you kind of poked the poked the bear a little bit, reminded me that I need to pursue the whole uh, Marilyn May and the Eddie's well, connection. The Eddie's or something. family, yeah. yeah. Eddie's have a lot of history. Well, that, with, yeah, with that might be two industry. totally different stories, but definitely the Eddie's and the – we've had several calls on the Lofensteins. Uh-huh, uh, okay. So right. that, that'll be Great. a fun one. To, Bobby can definitely fill those blanks. Okay, good. Well, yeah, I want to talk about Eddie. that one. He's a local okay. DJ and personality. Good. Well, uh, Jane, thank you very much. I appreciate your call in. Thank you. Bye. Yep. Paul, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yeah, this is Paul. Yes, sir. Uh, last week I was listening to you guys, and you were talking about that hamburger place there at 81st and Metcalf. Right. That was called Wolf Burgers. Yes. Uh, do you get my emails? No, okay, no, you, I didn't. Yeah, was, uh, make sure you sign up for my email. Go to makethemsmile.com, top left-hand corner, sign up for that. The email that went out this week, 
I had uh, several different people that uh, confirmed it was Wolf Burgers, and then right. also have um, um, a uh, picture of the restaurant. Yeah, that was now, uh, of what it looked like. That, shop. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another place you guys didn't mention was there at Seventy Fifth and Metcalf. Uh, Joe Serverama. I never heard the, of that. Yeah, it was right there. There was a Phillips gas station on the corner, and Joe Serverama was right there. It was a pretty good place to buy burgers. That sounds made up. <laughs> was it, no, was, it, that's what was, it was. Was it, it Joe's really, Barn, was it? No, it was Joe Serverama. What year was that? Uh, the 60s. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty little. Yeah, that's that's like 20 <laughs> years before what we're trying to... That's yeah. too far back for us to remember. Well, okay, I'm 73. All right, Paul. Well, thank you very much. Sign up for the email because you'll get updates on some of the questions that come up. Okay. All right, thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Thank you. Good morning, Nanette. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hi-ho, friends. (laughs) Boy, you are just sparking so many fun things in my head. (laughs) Uh, I'm a 65-year-old Missouri girl, though and a politician's daughter. So when they would get out of something, and I always went with them, I was a good girl and <laughs> could go. <laughs> and we go to Putch's Coffee House. Oh, yeah. And Yeah. Well, I have been close friends with Bill Putch for several decades. So if you ever hit on... Missouri and the Putch family, I'll call you back. Because yeah, they had, what, what three different the, restaurants? Oh, well, good heavens. They had uh, Putch's Cafeteria right. uh, in Independence in the Blue Ridge Mall. They also had Putch's Tivoli, which was geared to burgers and fries. Well, they had good fries. And uh, that was more geared to the young crowd. You know, your folks would drop you. This is before we could buy a gun. Your folks would drop you off at the mall, and you'd all get together, and you'd go to the Tivoli and drink Coke and eat fries and talk. All right. Uh, well, Annette, before I forget, make sure you go to my um, website and sign, or shoot me an email. My email is robert at makethemsmile.com. So okay. you and I could uh, connect and talk about uh, some of your connections on a couple of these restaurants so that we can do the backstory. And Michael's oh, I'd about love that. Yeah, and then Michael over here is squirming in his oh, chair. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There was Pooch's Strawberry Patch. Yeah. Which was uh-huh. at Ward Parkway. There was also a Pooch's at Forty Seventh and Broadway on the corner, and another one that was up on the street, brought on a, a half a block away. And one of the, the group members used to play as a musician. Sig, Sig, Michael Signorelli. And I think he Ooh. used to sing and play guitar at one of the pooches early huh. in his career. Well, so, we had yeah. across the street from uh, the cafeteria, they did pooches. It was a fine dining restaurant. Uh, they had their hands in a lot. They yeah, did. they yeah. really. Well, did. there's a lot of families when the food gets in your blood and you get so excited about doing different things and you enjoy the people side of it. That's that's a common thread we see a lot. Well, to the best of my knowledge, uh, he went from Putch's after they all closed and stayed in the consulting 
part of restaurant work. Yeah, the hours we are easier. That a lot too. And I was married to a chef, so. Okay, yeah. so you understand that. All oh, right, God, Annette, yes. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, can I say one more thing? Sure. One of the main things I thought of was Nichols Diner. 39th and Down. Southwest Trafficway. It was, it was yes. very similar to Sanderson's. Yeah, many, yes. I ate there many, <laughs> many a time. Oh, it had so many fun people and new people who didn't know that you could get a brain sandwich. So you'd hear the icks and oohs out of the next uh, seat. Well, see, some but, things are better off not known. That's one of yes. them. The brain. <laughs> but they were famous. They were actually famous for it. All right. Well, Because of the age group they took in. Maybe in like 2028, I'll do a specific show on food like that. On brains, Ooh, yeah. Twenty twenty eight. Yep, darling. Uh, I am probably not going to be here. Oh, you'll by be then. here. <laughs> we'll do that and snoop sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. All right, oh, Lynette, sign up for my email. God bless, gentlemen. You're all amazing. All right, th <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, Robert, we could use your brain. Oh that, no, that won't go very far. We got a lot of family. That won't, right? that won't feed many people. <laughs> I know that. All right, we're going to talk with JC. Good morning, JC. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. I was just talking about Reagan's Restaurant. Yes. About 73rd and North Oak Traffic Way. Yep. They had the best filet mignon. They had good, good, good stuff back then. I don't know what happened. Any, any good other good stories about them? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, it seems like uh, every time my father would want a steak, that's where we would go. So therefore, I learned uh, that you didn't eat a steak well done at that point. Oh yeah. Well, you know what's yeah. always interesting? Yeah, th there's so many good steakhouses that are have been in Kansas City. It's interesting to hear why people pick a certain one. Well, you know, and you wonder why they go away, but they do. No, but, I mean it's, it's you know when you're done with a, an expensive cut of meat. You know, it, it's hard. It's a difficult business. But, you know, well, thank you for letting me share that one. Right. I appreciate that, JC. Uh, uh, bye. Thank, See, thank you. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that one on the stakes. You know, we had we had two, three calls last week on um, the Golden Ox. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm pursuing a couple leads on that and one. And I didn't realize it's still open. Yeah. I have different ownership and okay. being revived. And it's obviously, it's a different different vibe and different experience now than it was when it's we were talking new, about. Yeah, new owners. Yeah. It was out of business for several yeah, years. Yeah, for a long, okay. for quite a yeah. while. David, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Well, thank you for having me. I, I was listening. I enjoy this tremendously. I don't get to listen very often because oh. I'm at work and not even supposed to be on the phone. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I might have an answer to your Maryland May. Oh, sure. What you got? Was it the, the Colony? Yes. That's it. That's it. Colony, colony Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Yep. yep. The Colony Steakhouse. And I think they were on Maine, I believe. Yeah, yeah Maryland May. Steakhouse. All right, good. So yep. now, was it the Colony Steakhouse and the Lobster Pod? Wasn't that in Union Station? Well, I, maybe they moved, time. but there was there was a Lobster Pod, at, obviously at Union Station, but um, but the Colony yeah, Steakhouse the col was not. I, they were related. I thought they merged at one point. Yeah, yeah, really? they were related. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I, well, I could well, be wrong. You know, I well, have I so a, I have so many notes. I've talked to roughly a hundred people that. You know that, and each one of those hundred people have like twenty or thirty stories that that overlap when I'm talking to them. So that I, yep. that helps me. Do you know anybody there, or you just remember going there? Well, when I was a child, who uh, lived out in South Kansas City, our next door neighbor, name was I think Boots, older gentleman. He was the daytime bartender there, 
And I remember mom and dad knew the next door neighbor, and whenever they wanted a fancy dinner, they would go down to the colony. Um, and that's how I remembered the connection. And they talked about Marilyn May. Um, so I, I just I hadn't thought of that in years until I heard you know a couple of callers ago. Oh, yeah. the discussion about that. And then the last caller with the steakhouse, and, and maybe you, maybe somebody else would call in about this, but. Uh, the steakhouse that I remember was the Cork and Cleaver down at 103rd, which had an Eddie's across the street from it down in the Watts Mill area. That's right. Yep. Yep. No, I was, I was writing that. That's why I was quite. No, it, I mean, the steak is something that we all remember kind of our, the first steakhouse that you fell in love with steak, the place that you went to on a regular basis with your parents. Oh, yeah. Because you know, that, that was a big deal. I mean, even back yeah. then, steaks were, exp- I mean, not as expensive as now, but. Yeah. But that was a big yeah. deal. Yeah, the Cork and Cleaver, I don't know if anybody's called in, but boy, they had tremendous steaks and, and seafood, salad bar, and a, a great lounge and nice bar area. But it was uh, it was kind of the go-to there in South Kansas City for many years. Oh, yeah, because, see, you guys are spoiled up here in Kansas City. I grew up in Wichita. So down in okay. Wichita, I remember the first experience I had as a steak as a child with the restaurant was going to steak and ale. Yep. You know, yeah, and we, were... we talked about that last week, and... I mean, that was a that was a smaller chain, but I mean, they did well with the steaks, and they had their old um, their Hawaiian ribeye steak. And yep. we talked about that last week, and um, so I did find I did research on that 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 brand is being revived. There is a uh, couple in Minnesota or Mich- uh, Minnesota that purchased all the rights to them and to Bennigan's. and so they're going to be opening up their first steak and ale this fall. Is what their goal is. Where? Um, I, I don't remember. I don't know if they've announced where, but I'm guessing it's going to be in Minnesota for the first okay. one. Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. <laughs> but, uh, and they are going to revive several of the recipes, including the Hawaiian ribeye. Yeah. Well, the, the first Cork and Cleaver was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and the guys that started Steak and Ale worked at the Cork and Cleaver. And they, they split off, they left the Cork, started their own restaurant, and got some, some backing pretty quickly and, and became steak and ale, where the cork was a, a um, the steak and ale was owned by a, a bigger company. So yeah. they invested in, and they grew quicker. And a lot of people think that the cork copied steak and ale, but the founders actually worked for the cork and cleaver. The first restaurant in the country to have a salad bar was cork and cleaver. Yeah. Well, yeah, well I appreciate you bringing all those up, Dave, because that's, we're going to do several stories about that because. That's where the Gilbert Robinson kind of comes in handy, but yet people developed yep. concepts and split off, yep. copied it, and grew that. That was really what they professionalized the small family-owned restaurant, and sometimes yep. they brought a better experience. Sometimes they, they ruin it now. But yep. back then it, it created, a, you know, like the steak and ale, a good experience and spread that out to a little bit yep. further. Well, if, if you're going to do more research, I would be glad to uh... – off air, give you my my number. I yes. uh, I worked for them for twelve years and started as a bus boy and worked my way up to GM. All right. Okay. Um, so, David, no. my personal email is Robert at makethemsmile dot com. Shoot me an email. And I'll uh, we'll uh, I'll reply back this afternoon. I definitely want to meet good. up with you so we can talk about some of these things. I appreciate. All it. right. Hey, thank you, David. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Take care. Bye. Good morning, Scott. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, guys. This is Scott, one of the admins of Kansas City Eats. Michael and Robert, how you guys good, doing? Good, good. Morning, Scott. Good morning. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of from a uh, larger family, not quite, uh, you know, we would be the lower middle income, and my parents would always want to overfeed the kids at least one day, and two, 
smorgasbords that <laughs> may have you guys may have remember were Ken Baker's in the old Prairie Village Shopping Center and the Gold Buffet. Um, which was in Winterset, Iowa, and Kansas City. And I can't remember. I think the guy's first name that owned it was Carol. But at the uh, North Kansas City Gold Buffet, I always remember going into the Pirate's Cove, the bar, and along the wall were all of the uh, stars that performed at the Gold Buffet. Oh, I've heard all kinds of stories. That's that's one. I haven't put the call out yet, but we are going to do a whole hour just on Gold Buffet. So if oh, there's would, anybody out there that worked there, either as a manager or a bartender, or has some good inside story and history on that. I think Michael's got a lot of yeah, history. Oh, I'm, yeah, on, yeah. I'm on fire. And Scott knows I've got a cerebral pie. hard drive full of useless information. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, the icebox pies that they had there, the fact that if you were a child and you cleaned your plate, you get a uh, gold a ring. ring. Yep, from the treasure <laughs> oh chest. Oh, I'm on fire. And the, and the fact that you, as soon as you'd go home, you would just basically be knocked out for about 20 hours straight because you knew you couldn't eat anymore. Okay. And you're you wondering why your work. parents like to do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to tell you guys, I'm off today. I uh, just wanted to call in. And, uh, uh, you know, this is a great, uh, a great way to promote Kansas City's history and potentially our future. Oh, absolutely. Amen. We yes. wouldn't be here today if we didn't have these institutions yeah. back then. Yeah. Hey, thank you, know, you Scott, for calling in. I'm in my late in. 60s, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell you thank you again. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. All right, to See David and to Scott both, I, th- this show is saved as a podcast. So you can go to any any place you get your podcast right now, Spotify, Pandora, any of those places. Just search for Kansas City Food Memories, and you could subscribe to it. Easy way to get caught up in any of the past um, episodes that we've done on that. What is pod? What'd you say? Oh, it's it's a way to listen. It's a it's a a fun way of listening to the radio anytime you want to, Toby. Huh? See, I, well, yeah, you know, if you keep this up, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your reputation here. <laughs> Toby actually has an iPhone, so you know he he kind of talks it's about it's a rotary that rotary dial uh-huh. iPhone. Yeah, that's that's the that's, that's the, the, that's the ring Tony puts on it. it goes, <laughs> click 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 yeah. click click. Yeah, yeah. But no, for uh, for if you've missed any of the podcasts or you're just new to the show, We've just go look it up. One more. Hurry up. Good morning, Steve. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good good morning. I was uh, I don't know if you've hit on the French restaurants over the years, but a good one is La Mediterranean in the Plaza. Huh. Nope. This Michael, is the first time that's that? come up. Okay, yeah. They, I remember uh, Tatsu's, and that kind of rings a bell, and then La Louisiane comes to mind for some reason. La Louisiane yeah, was mom got, and dad's favorite. That was uh, my neighbor You're owned that. It okay. was uh, 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 Levine. Yes. No, I and remember. he was my neighbor. I could, okay. I talked to him every day. Wow. Neat. Yeah. Huh. No, that's. I think it's the first time somebody's brought up the French restaurants. Now, Tatsu's is one of those places that I that I was going to go to, but just never got around to it. And then uh, one of a, a good friend, a customer of ours, uh, Doctor Klein, says, "You know, I'm going to take you guys there." And then they then he retired. Reuben Levine. He was married to Betty Levine. She just recently passed. Good. Yeah. Like I say, I'm, I could be here for ten, eight hours. Well, just... well, you go ahead. We leave at eleven. <laughs> but you're welcome to stay as long I, I, as you want. Yeah. Well, thank you, Steve, for calling, and uh, keep listening. You never can tell what this what your one call might turn into. Yeah. All right, enjoy the show. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, we really don't know, you know, what what direction our show is going to go. 
And I remember when I first started doing this, I talked to one person, and she said, well, have you uh, mapped out your show for the next six months? I go, no, I'm not going to do that. She goes, well, you know, a lot of people try to do radio shows, and they, you know, after about three weeks, they run out of things to say. And they can't fill a whole hour. And I You'll said, never have that problem. <laughs> yeah, and I said, well, I said, I don't know if you've ever listened to Toby Tobin and I talk. I said, I don't think that's going to be a problem. No. <laughs> and, and then she said, well, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to talk about something historical like this. You need somebody who's familiar with history and you need to have somebody, you know, that's familiar with journalism to be able to interview people. And you need to plan everything out. I said, no, this show is about you the people and Michael the listeners. Back. Oh, oh, well, he we'll talk. Good. Anything's possible. <laughs> you know, well, people can see the look. You know, I'm a ham operator too, so I'm a talker. But well, good. You know, I'm just there's you know born and raised, and and I just tuned into all that because I was a food. Yeah. Hence the food group. So, yeah. What well, well, I mean, what I love about this show so is that what's a ham operator? Uh, amateur radio. Ham. You know oh, the ham operator that talk. Use those Morse big code long antennas on the. On the yeah. yeah. Yeah, like CB, but you have to be licensed. Yeah. Really? And take okay. tests, yeah. All right. So what I love about this show is two things. When we just open up the lines and we, uh, you know, it's, it's like go down rabbit holes. You find all these different things. You know, now, that pop One up. thing I need to remind you, Robert. Okay, yes, sir. Let me know when you want to have calls. Uh, yeah, well, I, I thought that was understood at the beginning when I gave the number said, let's take calls. Right, we'll talk about this, but, <laughs> but for everybody else, but I'm also I also really enjoy the deep dives where we take a single topic like we did with Ed Holland and EBT, and yeah. I mean there's we've got another five or six different restaurants here that's going to be I, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy hearing some of the details and different things like that 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 we that we can dig into. I want to hear these stories. Well, I do too. It's fun. How much time do we got on the show? We have uh, one minute, a little over one okay, minute good. to go. All right, so for everybody out there, uh, make sure you sign up for the email so you can learn what's going on. If you missed the show, go to your podcast provider, whoever that is, and just search for Kansas City Food Memories, and you could subscribe to that. How do you get a podcast I'll, provider? I will show you. Just search for it. I'll show you on your phone after the show. Okay. So you can, you can listen to me 24-7, Toby. No, thank you. <laughs> Once it's, a week is enough. Yeah, and so if you want to, come on out to uh, see me at the bakery. I own Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. Where is it at? 119th and Glenwood, which is about two stoplights east of Metcalf. Overland Park. In Overland Park. Okay. So you can come out and see us over there. The other thing you can pull up, makethemsmile.com, and yes. there are directions on how to get to Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. Yep, lots of food pictures, and sign up for the email. Cause that's, it's, that's where I'm going when I leave here. So. Well, I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Maybe I'll see you there. Yeah. Cream puffs. Yeah, well, thank you, everybody. I appreciate everybody calling in. And um, next time we'll remember to actually open up the phone lines so that we'll answer the calls when you call in. Well, you can let me know. So and, Toby. Yep. And Michael, yeah. thank you for coming in. I imagine well, Thank we'll, you for okay. having me. I that, imagine we'll right. have you back. This is the That's sheer it. enjoyment. Bye. <laughs> this concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memory.